snakes all the time. I used to have a pet snake. I put his whole head in my mouth. Actually? Sometimes. He didn't like it. Usually he'd back off. Like, yeah. Crane his neck. Oh, he didn't like the warmth? warmth? I wonder what would happen. <laughs> just kept slithering on down. <laughs> Come on, my butt. I could just <laughs> floss. <laughs> we'll be closer than we've ever been. Okay. That was maybe funny enough to be included. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Dr. Sleep, a.k.a. The Shining 2. Arguably. Mm, yeah. Sort of. Oh, boy. I got things to say. Oh, that's good, because uh, that's what this is for. Uh, what, David, would you give this movie out of 10? Uh, four? 4.5? Oh! <laughs> yeah. Got him. Nice! That's, this is great. <laughs> this is great. I'm I giving even... it... A, what did I give Terminator? Six and a half? I think oh, I give six. it a five and a half. Oh, five and a half, yeah. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I I didn't even think about this until now. Um, it's on the spot now. Yeah, I'd have to give it... I think I'm giving it a four as well. Like wow. right, right yeah, the buddy. What the... <laughs> uh, we reached over and touched tips. You wouldn't have to do that if you guys had um, the Shinin. The what? The Shinin. So is that what everybody calls it? Or is that just... Oh, The Shining. <laughs> Have you seen The Simpsons? I didn't know. Grease me up, laddie. Oh, that was uh, that was That's Scottish. A tree, it's a treehouse. I'm horror. not good at that Scottish. Okay, it's a treehouse. It's still episode. called the Shining. No, no, the it's Shining. It's called the Shining. No, it's called the Shining. Ah, no, you're way off. No, the Shining. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining. Um, yeah. I Sh- okay. When this movie started, like the very first shots. They do the bum, bum. they do the the track right. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, gosh. sweet, that's awesome. But then they only rolled it for like the first bar of the song. Well, that's all that people recognize. Yeah, but they should have kept going. Like when you hear that shot in the in the Shining, it's for the whole duration of their like trip up to up the mountain up to the Overlook. So like, they should have. It's gone. such a dreadful song. Yeah. Can we start out my I, problem with the movie? I guess. Can we talk about it? <laughs> I guess we can do that. <laughs> can we talk about the origin of this movie? Do you guys know that this movie, this movie started as a book, yep. which started as a Twitter poll. This what? movie's origin is a Twitter poll. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. When did the book get, come Wait, out? So, so Bill Gates, I think like three or four years ago. <laughs> Bill Gates. Bill Gates. So like, so Bill Gates. <laughs> it's like Stephen King and Bill Gates. Do they look alike or what? No, a little bit. Okay, don't nobody look it up. Nobody put a side by side picture not, just I'm in not. your mind. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So Bill That's Gates. So, on, so Stephen King on his Twitter put out a poll. He's like, "What do you guys want? Do you guys want?" Dark the next in the Dark Tower series, or do you guys want the next Shining? And th- this one got like seventeen more votes, like they got like five thousand whatever, and seventeen more votes went to the Shining two. And that's so it was why fifty fifty. Yeah, it was very fifty fifty, and that's why he started writing this book. Dang. Between that and his clear need to have the Shining end the way he wanted to, this thing was doomed from the start. That's really interesting. That's an interesting way to put it because I don't think that the core problem with the movie was like the plot generally or the characters i just i i feel like it was largely directing decisions oh and interesting like, i don't think yeah. it's the directing that bothers me I well think- not maybe not directing per se but well yeah directing like uh, in terms of like the the execution i feel like this could have been a cool movie i thought like you i thought like you did Riley. yeah i used to be like you <laughs> then i grew a brain right I, <laughs> no but what happened that for like? me was that i watched it and i was like Man, this director screwed up. They should have gotten Ari Astar, Astaire, the guy who did Hereditary and yeah, Midsummer. That, he would have done a way better job. Yeah. Mm. That's how I was feeling. But then I realized, I went and watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House, yep. mm. which is the same director. I was like, 
this is great. It was great. This guy's awesome. Yeah. This guy's a great horror director. Mike Flanagan. And a lot of people I've heard talk about this movie, they all say that Mike Flanagan's wicked and like he's like one of the modern greats of horror. Love Tom. Which Ari is too. Um, And then I also realized that this guy's task, he also wrote the screenplay, I believe. His Mm -hmm. task was to take a movie that was simultaneously like it's adopted from Stephen King's book which is the sequel to Stephen King's other book. But this movie is also the sequel to the original movie, yeah. which is a departure from the original book. Mm-hmm. And somehow he has to like toe that line and, and be a sequel to both these things. And he did that really well, I thought. See, I think there's a big problem because I think the movie succeeded in surpassing the book. I mean, I haven't read the book, but from what I gather, the book does a lot more spelling out what the ideas are, like mm. what the ghosts are, like the lady who's in the bathtub. Which book are you talking about? The, sh- the original Shining book. Okay. In the book, oh. they spell out her backstory. She's like an old lady who has had a, had a uh, an affair with a younger man, and he stole her Porsche and ran away, and she killed herself in the bathtub. That's why she's there. And in the book, that's spelt out. But in the movie, and I think this is like one of the big successes of the Shining movie, is that it's ambiguous. It's, it's full of mystery. Mm. It's full of full of questions that you're left at the end. Like Absolutely. You don't know if it's like really the, the hotel that had these spirits possessed Jack Nicholson or if he's like, just like this is a story about his abuse and family, like the cycle of abuse. You don't know if it's like he's trapped in hell. Like it zooms in on that photo. Like, oh, maybe he's like trapped in limbo and like he has to relive these crimes. Yeah. And what I hate about Dr. Sleep is that it goes out of its way to answer those questions. Mm. It goes out of its way to be like, no, 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 it happened. It happened exactly the way you thought it did. It removes all the ambiguity. It removes all the question. And it's like, oh yeah, the, the Overlook Hotel, it was alive. There was like these ghosts, specific things. And it goes out of its way to answer every question the movie like posed. Yeah. So in that sense, it's a sequel to the book. It's a sequel to the book, but then it's also a sequel to the movie because in the, the original book, the Overlook Hotel burns down. At the end, that's right. Yeah. and then, uh, It's basically the same thing at the end of this movie where the boiler room, kind of the boiler yeah. explodes. It's the same thing, except oh, okay. that happens in the first one. Gotcha. <sighs> it makes me so angry that like Stephen King is like, so egotistical that he has to, like he had to make a Whoa. whole book and a whole movie just to get the ending that he wanted. He was so mad. He was so upset that Kubrick had his own ending. He's like, ugh. Okay, I wait. Make my own book. Hold on that? a second. Hold on a second. First off, I'm a little quiet. Can you turn me up a bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. There we go. That, yeah, that's better. that's better. Second. Oh, God. <laughs> Am I too loud? I don't care. Just go on, please. <laughs> Second, I think that the main thing that this movie suffered from was a confusion of direction. Like everything that you were just saying, I completely agree with. It felt like it had to explain all of this stuff, which was like totally inconsistent with what we got in The Shining, yeah. which was this kind of beautiful ambiguity. You're like, oh, is Jack Torrance, uh, Torrance going insane because he's just going insane because it's like that's just all in his head? Or is the place haunted? I love horror movies where it oscillates between mental right, illness yeah, right. or actual paranormal stuff. Exactly. Stuff. It's like, what are we dealing with here? We don't know. And then in this, in this one, they explain everything. But the problem for me wasn't the fact that they explain everything because if you're going to do a sequel, you have to explain more things you can't just have like oh these are those characters doing more things and nothing is revealed we still don't know what the hell's going on so i'm okay with that but what i wish that they would have done mm-hmm. is say you know what we're straight up doing x-men <laughs> <laughs> we're like these are people with psychic abilities yeah. there's the good guys there's, there's the bad guys vampires. they got a team up they got <laughs> ambushes there's yeah. like conflict yeah okay you know what let's just this isn't a horror movie anymore. It's yeah. just kind of maybe like a slightly thrilling superhero movie. I would have loved that. Very this, slightly. It's really like Terminator in so many ways, actually. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and, and one of the things with the marketing was that they showed you all these shots 
it's at the time when you were looking at the trailer, it looks like you're just seeing sh- scenes, shots directly from The Shining. But on watching this movie, it seems like they actually recreated all of them. Oh, gosh. Okay. They did. Let's, they let's did. talk about that casting, that delicious, terrible casting. Also, what? I guess we're, we're not doing the we're not doing the plot summary. I guess we're in this. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think of those actors that they chose to like fill those roles? You mean the, for the actors who we saw before, yeah, like that, Wendy like and sh- yeah. Okay. You didn't like. I think the Danny character was fine. The Wendy character was just wrong. She was just like this like normal looking modern lady. Yeah, totally. Except for that scene where Danny's on the beach and she's like, mm. Danny! Yeah. And running after him, like she nailed that. And I think that was her audition tape yeah, and that's well, why she got it. But <laughs> ironically, I agree with you, but I also think that was maybe the worst scene with her because... because <laughs> so you don't agree at all? No, no, no. I no, agree. no, you do because that's no, the original actor, uh, yeah. Duvall. Is that a, wait, Shelley Duvall, she was kind of weird and cringy. Yeah. So but, like... Like in that scene, I was kind of like, "Oh, she's doing a really good Shelley Duvall," but yeah. like, "Oh, it's bad <laughs> because it's so <laughs> good." Yeah, but I think that's, yeah. I mean, that's part of what the shining like, oh, is so daddy, good is oh. their performances are so weird and off-putting, but they mm. feel genuine. Like, there's nothing right. in the performance of Jack Nicholson or Shelley Duvall in The Shining that feels like it's put on. Like, she looks like she's genuinely distressed, but she's not like a hopeless, useless person. She's like actually problem-solving and doing stuff, but mm. she looks like actually abused i mean like that's part of what like kubrick was doing he was abusing her well the character's not going through that in this movie at all though no but like nobody in this movie is going through any kind of distress agreed uh the other thing the other recast is hello we're talking about the casting riley the other recast okay i like like saying this guy's name anytime i can scatman carruthers from the original uh holleran he's got a lot of speaking roles or speaking parts in this movie he was pretty good um I didn't think he looked like him particularly until at the one shot he turns kind of profile view and he looked exactly like Scatman and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scatman Carruthers. But his vibe was so different. I love yeah. Scatman in the original one. He yeah. sits down with Danny. He's just like such a nice, genuine guy who knows yeah. exactly how to connect with people. You're talking yeah. about he the did, cook? Yeah, he did yeah. not have that vibe at all no. in this movie. Really? I thought that guy, because he, having not seen The Shining in a little bit, I feel, I think I watched it. Maybe four or five. I, I saw it like a long time ago, but then I rewatched it like four years ago or something. But like uh, he didn't, he, it seemed natural to me. Like I was like, oh, that's that character. I didn't he, even know that it was a different actor at first. His <sighs> casting didn't bother me that much. I thought yeah. he was okay. He was okay. And like of the four recast roles, I thought maybe he was the best. Who's the fourth one? The worst? Who's the who's the fourth of the that well, we're talking about here? We got Wendy. Uh, got the kid. That's three. Je- and then Jack Belushi. Jack Belushi. <laughs> that guy looks so oh, much he like, looks a like a Belushi. Belushi. You mean the guy behind the bar? <laughs> yeah, Jack Nicholson's recast. Okay. Yeah, that he, he didn't was, really look. He had was, the haircut, but he didn't really look like him. To Henry me. Thomas. Yeah, and he's been in other Mike Flanagan stuff. Oh, okay, and that's why he was cast. And he was fine. And I mean, nobody looks like Jack Nicholson. He's oh, such a unique yeah. looking. Person. He was a sound alike to McGregor because yeah. you could hear him before you could see, yeah. before his face was revealed. And I thought. Is is McGregor just talking to himself right now? <laughs> I thought that was so. I thought the way that they did that within that bar scene was amazing. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like because of that, because of the framing, probably I was like, oh, I love this casting yep. because you could like you see the profile. It's it's similar enough to Jack Nicholson that I it took me just long enough to be like, is that Jack Nicholson? Mm. And then after after a while, it didn't it didn't even matter. I'm like, yep. oh, that's his dad. What do you think of the decision to recast these people instead of just deep faking it like I all the other movies I, are? I do think it's better. And it would have been more oh, distracting yeah. if it was like a CG Shelley Duvall. And I think like it would have been worse. I don't know. I, I think kind of as a transition to the things I like about that movie, I think that scene is one of the better scenes where it's mm-hmm. like 
when they're dealing with his alcoholism and they're dealing with his like trauma that he's had to work through. Sucked. I think that's the, some of, of the best stuff of the movie. Guys, no. Get out. I, okay, the first 45 minutes of this movie, I sat there hating oh, it. Oh, so boring. Hating it, man. I was like, this is so corny. I hate this chick's no fucking way. hat. I hate their stupid names. Her the, hat was so dumb. Yeah, why is she dressed like a 70-year-old hippie trying to fit in at Coachella? What the I hate all their names. Because, that's what, because they're old. That's what they're... That's true. She's like, we don't know. Okay, then why aren't their old? names cool like Ozzy Mandeus or something like that instead of like <laughs> blank the blank? Oh, yeah. I'm Sleepy the Crow. Yeah. Crow Daddy. Like, they're all these stupid names. <laughs> His name was Crow Daddy. Yeah, that's bad. Snake Man. Bite Andy. Yeah. Hey, yeah, so like, do you guys not like... I like the recovering alcoholic story, and I thought those were the poignant bits when he's like... When his buddy takes a chance on him, like that bromance. I was like, I was like, I like this. And it's no, nice. I loved it. I like the like good guys helping good guys and like him getting on his feet. I like the hospice scenes. I actually thought they were fairly touching. Wait a second. You didn't like the... The... Oh... Oh no, we're in trouble. Oh God, Lance is walking <coughs> over here. What is he? No, no, don't look at him. You asking? What are you asking me? I didn't like you what didn't, you didn't like the uh, exploration of his alcoholism and that connection to his father. I'm not mad that it exists. I just didn't like how they did it and the pacing and stuff of the early movie. We're moving locations so much. Mm. We're going through time a bunch. Uh, they're just I just didn't like the beginning. I didn't mm-hmm. like when he was a kid and he uh, Holleran tells him how to put the ghost in a box and then oh, so he, he just, didn't like that. No, I hold on. That. Let me finish. He he <laughs> he's watching TV with his mom and he just goes, "It's time." Walks up to the bathroom and just like basically goes on the offensive to lock this ghost up. That's not realistic to no, me. So yeah. He's terrified. Yeah. She should be haunting him again. And then he just like uh, and he pulls it together and then he puts her in a box. Right. And then that's the other thing is that like wait if he. Why is he? Why does he feel the need to suppress his psychic abilities by by drinking himself into oblivion when he already learned how to deal with this shit? Like no problem. He's like, oh, I can just put him in a box. No, well, he, he says that he drinks to get in touch with his dad. No, but that's like that I think was a part thing of at it. The end. I think it's just he's uh, he's got so much trauma that it hasn't worked through that he became an alcoholic. That's totally fine. I, and like I think that. that's a pretty believable thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't think the alcoholic stuff really bothers me. I totally agree, though. That bathroom scene and every single bathroom scene in the movie are so dumb. And like that idea of like he's got to comp- com- compartmentalize and put them in boxes. It doesn't at all connect to the idea of the alcoholism. Like he doesn't use that tool he's learned mm. to deal with like the theme of like trauma and this it's like no it's like it's just for ghosts these there's are boxes lot, for ghosts there's a lot they could have done there to like tie them together yes because there was kind of like the metaphysical like explanations in terms of like the lore of how the world works and stuff yeah. it's like oh there's these ghosts and you can put them in boxes in your mind but it would be there there's a lot they could have done to like connect that to his actual trauma and like dealing with the the crap he dealt with what do you think would have happened if he actually did trap uh rose the hat in the box she's a living yeah what, what would have happened oh like when that trap happens yeah, yeah what the heck does she just drop dead <laughs> what happens <laughs> i thought that was so stupid I'm like this makes no sense like he's trapped ghosts in here spirits sure whatever he's got the psychic power that he's un- like uncovering and learning that but like yeah what is he hoping is she just gonna go brain dead and like they don't do a good job of like showing like the, oh man well that whole setup is stupid well the whole the whole the fact that they've explained so much about how it works it's like it makes you want to ask those questions whereas when you when you see the shining you're just kind of like is he trapped in there i don't know we'll never know it's who cool that it's door. ambiguous yeah. but with this it's like see people give off uh steam <laughs> and <laughs> okay if they're giving off steam and it's so goddamn precious then why are you consuming it outdoors have you never hotboxed <laughs> like go into a room bring this kid that you're raping yeah. and killing and put him in a bathtub or something like try yeah. to cons- put a towel under the door oh try to conceal God. that steam this yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah that 
I think this movie was doomed as soon as it included like spirit vampires. I think like yeah. it's, okay. it's one thing to have spirit vampires. It's another thing for them to have like these this technology. Like okay, we have to do this thing. We've been doing it for years and years. But we also have these really cool space shades canisters. Right? <laughs> like what the that hell? Was so who made those? Yeah, we it got was like, so unnecessary. Yeah, who made those? Ca- <laughs> I guess you can just take any old thermos yeah. and bottle up souls. All right. <laughs> and Do also, you, I would have been slightly more okay with the vampires if if they didn't dress so goofy. Like, okay, she would have been, Rose, would have been so much more terrifying if she, her wardrobe wasn't that, <laughs> like, like a cross between, like, an urban uh, professional lady and, like, a hipster, hippie... Rough sleeper, kind of cross punk. Yeah, yeah, like a Romani type of what would person. You, what like, would you like to see? I don't know. Just I'm look. I'm like not a matrix? wardrobe. I'm not a wardrobe designer. Like a leather a trench. Something that's scary. Something that's a bit more ominous. She looks like my friend's mom. You know, who's like a little eccentric. Can you get us together? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. How many times in a, in one movie can you get a character to say hi there? She said mm. hi there three times at least. I'm like, is this catchphrase in the book? Because yeah. well, this is overdone. At it this was point. her. It was her key phrase for her fake Irish accent. Hi there. What was like, up with that accent? It was, she, it was there, and then it was gone, and then it was there again, and then it was gone. I don't know, man. Are you Irish or not, Rose? Do you guys like? Were you convinced by her performance otherwise, or do you think that she gave a? She was okay. Point? She yeah. was good. I okay. Going back to the, me hating this movie for forty five minutes and thinking right off the bat, within the first seconds, the first frames, I was, they cut that awesome song short, and then they start doing all these like fast cuts, and I was like, oh, this is not not Kubrickian at all. What like, what uh, what part are you talking about? Right at the beginning. Mm. They just like weren't taking their time with any of the shots or letting things hold. And then they when they killed that little girl, I was like, oh, this is so corny. I hate all these villains. It sucks. Yeah, it says a lot that they were um that the movie was so long without using that kind of like distinctive like long yeah. Kubrickian uh, cinematography. Yeah. Like it was two and a half hours long. It should have started when it was like eight years later. It's right there, I was like, start it there. I think this movie just shouldn't have been connected to The Shining, and it should have just been like a fantasy vampire movie. Because like that first twenty minutes when they're like trying to reestablish Danny as this traumatized kid are so boring, and like they're so unnecessary. And like, yeah. really, you could have explored a lot of these themes without that. And like, instead of doing like showing that for fifteen minutes, and then going like this many years later, and then showing that for X minutes, they should have just done start the eight years later. Like that's where it starts, and then just have some flashbacks. Mm. anyway the first moment where i was like okay this scene's cool is when uh rose is in the grocery store and she connects to uh who's yeah. the main character again Dan- uh, abra. abra abra she connects to abra cyclically and they have that little battle and she that was awesome that was, that was sick and i was like sweet and from there on it kind of picked up yeah and then i actually was really engaged the rest of the movie and when, when they finally went back to the overlook uh-huh. i thought it was sweet i liked the rest of the movie i i Get i liked out of town oh really you didn't... turn back in and go out again wait wait wait, wait. you didn't like the scene in the grocery store because that was the first part where i'm kind of like hey can we get a whole movie of this this would be cool I kind of like people invading yep. each other's minds and yep. stuff like, it's like l from stranger things kind of yeah thing. i like th- that scene i like the scene when uh rose is breaking into her mind and mm-hmm. then it turns out to be a trap and then like they're inside like on her hand gets smushed yeah that like, was great i thought that was a really cool scene the girl's like inside of her mind in the cathedral I'm like this is hey what did she cool find visuals. in the cathedral we don't know they don't answer <laughs> they, that. what the heck i they she gets the information she, to be able to track she could her. track her she got her scent. Okay, let's. Okay, do you, did you guys ever feel a sense of threat in this movie? Because I think they establish Abra as the most powerful yeah. shiner 
she's a Mary Sue. She's the shiniest. <laughs> she's the shiniest of all shinies. And like, she's Charizard. The, <laughs> she's the rare. Yeah. <laughs> I had one as a kid. I stole that. <laughs> um, yeah. Like there, I never felt that, that Rose would be able to overpower her and like a straight fight. Mm. And I, I was expecting Rose to have the upper hand by having a better plan, by having a better situation. But like the whole movie, like I know Abra is going to win. She's the yeah. most powerful. She's always in control of the situation with ha- the help of Dan. So there's no, there's no. And then they bring yeah. her to the overlook where Dan has a uh, home the, field advantage. Yeah. End, so she's just screwed. That, Did you think that uh, she, that Rose is the protagonist, like technically speaking in this movie? In terms in this, of the active. In, in the same way that uh, Thanos is? No, I think she is. No, she's the one who has a has a uh, outward journey of like, this is what I want. I need to go and eat this person's soul. And then it gets more dire. And then she gets closer. Final push. She goes to the overlook. And then, well, it doesn't work out because yeah, you in, can make an argument. Yeah, Dan has the inward journey, but his journey kind of finishes 45 minutes. in. as soon as he's working at the hospice and he's found his calling, helping people go. To yeah, sleep, that's true. He, his arc is over. And like. The rest of the movie just shouldn't exist. And I, I feel like this movie would be way better served if it focused on his recovery from alcoholism, his trauma, and then like the end is him like helping all these people find peace. Because I actually like felt something in those like moments where he's helping people go they, to sleep. They needed to put another one on the end. In yeah. the book, there's another one on the end. Okay, I had a thought about this. Okay, the death of Billy is a good idea. I really like that idea that as the girl's dying, she's like, kill yourself. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was great, but it was such an unceremonious death for a character who's been like a nice, great character yeah. and a beautiful, like help to so, Danny. So if there would have like just been a, a little side. more struggle there, like if it took him 15 seconds to kill himself if and he's he, like, no, sort of, or something. But also we've set up that Dan has this ability to help people die in peace. Why didn't he get that opportunity to do that for his best friend? That would have been, cool. been really He still cool. could have done it if, he, instead of shooting himself, yep. if he had like she made him like slit his own wrist or something, and then yep. it took him a while to die, yep. and then he that totally. would have been perfect. I'm totally fine. You're a genius, David. Thank you. <laughs> better than Kubrick, better than King. Here's no, something I, stupid. I completely agree. That would have been great. Go ahead. I have the stupidest thing here. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I hated this I can, so much. I can bring mine back. Okay, this guy's driving. The crow is driving. He's not wearing a seatbelt. Crow daddy. Abra sees that he's not wearing a seatbelt. I guess it's actually, it's Dan uh, yeah. inhabiting her. And he's like, well, since you're uh, immortal, it follows logically that you wouldn't wear a seatbelt. And then he gets a car accident. The guy's not wearing a seatbelt, flies out the window and dies. Uh, isn't it the exact opposite of that? Since you're immortal but can die, it stands to reason that you would wear a seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> what? They're, they're super vulnerable. Like one bullet takes... <laughs> Like, yeah, one bullet takes out most of those people yeah. easily. So they're not strong. This guy more, has more incentive yeah. than anyone on the planet to wear a freaking seatbelt. <laughs> that's a good point. Like, I'm not mad that. that that's how he died, but I'm mad that they put this little monologue well, before it that says the opposite know. of... I don't think that's quite the gotcha you think it is, maybe. Because I, I, I see your so argument. so stupid. What I are you see your about? argument, and if he was, like, 100% logical, then he would have incentive to wear a seatbelt. But I think the point that Abra is making in that scene is that, like, you guys think you own the, the world. You guys think you're hot shit. Like, oh, you think you can go and just, like, kill kids and get away with it, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a certain level of Maybe. bravado and... And, uh, you know, arrogance there. Maybe, but they already established from that really old one of them dying that he's kind of like, oh, man, we can die and it sucks. Yeah. And when he, he dies in pain and he suffers, I th- and Rose I think, is trying. I think you could go both ways with that. But I, it's a good point. I'm not trying to. Pretty bad. I'm just saying you I, can go the other way. I didn't. Go ahead. I was just going to say earlier, because we were talking about stakes, and the only part, the, a big problem with the movie for me was that the only part that felt high stakes was the shootout. 
Yeah. Like, and that's wrong. Yep. <laughs> In a movie with such like high horror uh influences the 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 part in the movie where i was most scared when people were just shooting at each other yep. hey we've been friends for eight years uh did i ever tell you that i like hunting <laughs> <laughs> never mentioned it also okay. oh man also real quick just something annoying <laughs> the part where they're digging up the body and he's like oh can you smell that and then billy tells this long Irrelevant. story yeah this long story a, about yeah. how he went hunting sometime one time and then there was a dying deer and it smelled yeah. bad and that's uh, this is the same smell yep and then yep. they <laughs> dead then body they, smell dead then they find yep. his shoe and the, oh god there's uh, his body's here and then they they keep groping around oh god that's his little hand and then they yeah. keep going jesus christ on his face and it's like oh uh, why are you doing this they yeah. didn't as far as i know they didn't recover anything from his no body. they got the, the glove, glove. Was it buried? Needed, yeah, yeah. They needed that was a whole to track, ne- yeah to track to track him. That was All the right. whole reason they needed the glove. Thank God. Um, yeah. I want to talk about that torture death scene of a child. Oof. I think it was one hundred percent unnecessary in a movie that is not a horror film. That is just a straight fantasy action film. It is yep. super gratuitous, super like unsettling, and not like a like a good. You know what's weird way. is I I totally agree with you. I'm like never offended by like gore and horror or whatever. And that was happening. And I was just so on the nose. I was like, ew. And like, yeah. you could make it just as unsettling without doing it the way they did it. The way they did it just felt gross. It yeah. didn't feel like scary. It didn't feel like, like I've never, it's a feeling I've never had before, but I was just like, this is, and dumb. also the fact that they were like being kind of sexual about it. Like, oh, yeah. I was just I was, like, I feel uncomfortable. I was surprised they didn't break out into an orgy after I thought right. that was what it was leading yeah, to. Yeah. Blood orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They hadn't established at that point that the the pain makes the steam better, had they? No, she says uh, it. She like, says it there. Oh, I have to torture you because if she you're says it right there, yeah. right? I think she says it like mid scene because at first I was like, why wouldn't they just kill this guy? If, yeah. If, if you're gonna be sympathetic enemies or villains, and it's like, okay, they have to do these these deeds, but fair enough, they're trying to live forever. Okay. Yeah. But then <laughs> that's fair. But no, wait a second, why are they like making this kid <laughs> suffer so much? And then she does give us the answer there. I love yeah. that they figure out that he has the shining by how good he is at baseball. Oh, it's like he knows what the pitches are coming. <laughs> it's such a stupid setup. Like, okay, sure, maybe they had the ability to like sense. Yeah, the they can kind of sense. It. Yeah, but there's also other times in the movie when like they aren't able to do that. Like, it just seems really inconsistent with how the power is. Even though they spent the whole movie trying to build out the lore of mm. what the shining is, and like, oh, we got different power levels and we got like over 9,000 girl over yeah. here and we got trackers and we got spotters and we got trackers, spotters, doohickeys, yeah, yeah, like bingle hoppers. So, nobody, nobody, <clears throat> I repeat, nobody <laughs> wanted that clarification from yeah. The Shining. Nobody watched The Shining and was like, I wonder what powers Danny has. And so this is, this is honestly my biggest problem with the movie is... And it doesn't seem like that, like it would be that big of a problem. But like my biggest problem with the movie is that it does that stuff with the with the lore and the explaining everything, and then the soundtrack. The biggest, the only thing that really connected this in a thematic way or in a aesthetic way, I guess. Those are different things, but like in an aesthetic way, was was the soundtrack? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> oh and my like, god! Like, I'm so like, glad you brought this up. The the, the shot where Abra, <clears throat> the scene where Abra comes and finds Uncle Dan, mm-hmm. and is like, "Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting on the bus, and I'm walking down the street, and they're like, oh, there he is over there." And it's like the music is like, 
It's like, why are we scared? Why is this scary no, movie? No, it's a tiny town, and it's like bright daylight. This is not like yeah. hundreds of people. This around. is not a scary scene. This that's, is a happy that's scene. That's fine though, because that. I understand why they did it. They did it because that's what happens in the original movie. I know. In the ambiguous, weird movie where like mundane things are still creepy and they're putting this music on and you're just, oh, it's so creepy the whole time. Yeah, but that makes sense because they are literally inside of the horror. Yeah. The house is what's haunted. Yes. They are in the overlook and it's just they're surrounded by hell. Yeah. And this, you're just in some random small town, and which, by the way, is one of 12 cities we've been in by this point in the movie. It's like, <laughs> who cares? Yep. Yeah. So I had a problem with the way that the movie deals with these separate ghosts and the overlook. Because, like, in the book, the overlook is a character. It's like they're stuck in in, in the shining. It, it's it's alive and like that's part of the it's, interaction. And it's, it's like a it's spatial nexus for these yes, demons. Totally. But <laughs> Can we get a quote a, of that? Can you it's see a this? spatial yeah. nexus and for these I, demons. I, I hope you're watching this. I had a hand signal that went with it. It's kind of an Italian one. Yeah. It's a very, it's, it's, very a, it's a point. It's at a spatial nexus. <laughs> They're located, okay? They're anchored yeah. there. So, but we know that the ghosts are following Danny, that the ghosts are no longer part of the Overlook, that they've followed him. Like We see only, I guess, the, the old lady uh, who has lost the ability to be beautiful, I guess, at some point. Maybe mm. she has to be in the Overlook Hotel to be beautiful. Um, she was pretty hot in the Overlook, though. <laughs> <laughs> but She was weird in this yeah. one. Depending Go ahead. Your so they've separated these ghosts from the Overlook, and then they go back to the Overlook. And like to me they just remove a lot of the power of the, the hotel by having the ghosts be separate, that they're able to follow him. Mm. It, they're no longer part of like the spirit of the overlook. It's just like, yeah, the overlook is just a building now and those ghosts can go wherever they want. Like, what yeah, does then this, why go back to it? Why does the movie? Yeah. This movie does nothing to make the overlook menacing at all. And it's like, ugh, I, hate, I, first off that scene is really stupid and I knew it was coming. I thought it was coming when they went to the park for the shootout. I thought that was the like, we're driving up the road to the overlook. But <laughs> the, like when he's walking through the hotel, the power comes on. I'm like, this is cool. Like this is, creepy. yeah, that was, he, that was cool. And he goes and he has to set up that he's letting the boiler explode and do all that stuff. That's fine. But like, there's a few things wrong with this. So first of all, I thought it was too decayed. I was like, what? Those walls are just falling off. Well, Would that really happen if the doors are closed? So why is it? Why did they close the hotel? <laughs> That's my, that's my question. Why did they close the hotel? Because in 1970, they say that like basically the same murder happened, that the, the caretaker killed his two daughters. So we know that the precedent is they don't close the hotel when there's a murder there. So like there's no reason for it to be closed. Right. But like... Do, though, according to regulations. <laughs> it is illegal yeah, to leave my hotel it's, ready. It's <laughs> closed. They did not liquidate it. It's just yeah, standing it's just there. Once you've there. reached two murders in the hotel, yeah. that's it, buddy. Also... It, uh, that's reasonable. Isn't it really Whatever. convenient? That in okay, in The Shining, they set up that like once winter starts, there is no in or out to that hotel. They say they get tw about twenty feet of snow. But in this movie, he drives up there in his like nineteen ninety two, yeah, like, we, or whatever. We like, don't know what time what time of year it was. Maybe it was like we two don't. weeks before the big snowfall. That's true. Gotcha. We don't know. Do I turn to find logic? No, nope. <laughs> I can suspend my disbelief that far. Yeah, fair enough. I just thought it was silly when like they make such a big deal in the original about so, how isolated it is, and like I don't know, they just. To me, they remove all of the the fear, the the atmosphere, everything in that hotel, and it's like it's way darker now. It's way more dim. There's less lights, but it's way less scary. There's nothing scary about the Overlook Hotel in, in this hmm. movie. I agree. Um, I liked some of the fan service stuff. 
The stuff you're mentioning, by the way, that's all in the screenplay because remember the Overlook was destroyed in the book in the first yeah. one. So all that stuff about whether or not the cops can drive up the road and come there, that's all in this in screenplay. The, in the book, they go to the site of the Overlook. There, there's a campground there. That's where they. That's where they're yeah. all at, right? Oh, but then what do they do when they get there? <laughs> we didn't read it, bro. They just go there to like the pile of wood, and they're like, <laughs> "Now, now we're here." <laughs> I Did really, you? I really liked that whole end part in the Overlook Hotel. Me I too. thought that was really cool. Really? Oh, I thought it was so stupid. Like, why are they walking up the stairs the same way? Like, Danny didn't see that scene. Like, he's not. No, but it's just a fan service callback. That was cool. Yeah, but that's like the kind of shit that like bad prequels do. It was like, nowhere they, oh. near as good as the scene in The Shining because no. like, Jack Nicholson was so much more intense. I well, think I just Duval, like her, her fear as she's swinging. Yeah, I her think weak there was. Swings. I yeah. think there was a bit of relief in me from like watching this whole movie that was just like not The Shining. And then kind of getting to the end, I'm like, oh, this is what I know. Yeah. This is nice. I guess the fan service bit is, but I, I, I didn't necessarily appreciate that they were like, you know, recreating shots and stuff. But I but I liked that it was like being in the Overlook felt, th- I felt that sense of dread yeah. that that uh, I felt in The Shining. And I appreciated yeah. that. It was cool when he puts his face into the hole where his father had chopped with the axe. Yeah, was it? <laughs> I like. What, no, was you, it cool? You want to see that? It was, I thought it was the best, and didn't ex- didn't see this coming. Is when uh, anytime the axe was swung, they did that like dolly the, shot that yeah, follows it. I was it. like, that was great. Yeah, mm. I just thought that whole climax was very anticlimactic because, like, like I said before, we know that Abra is more powerful than Rose, but also mm-hmm. like, like why? So okay, once they're in, they trap uh, Rose inside of Ewan McGregor's mind. And they're gonna try and like sneak the big box around her, which is super funny. Like it wasn't sc- it wasn't like oh it was like this is really that funny. was kind of goofy. Box going. Yeah, but also okay, if they're inside his mind, why is she like dashing with a tiny little blade? Like can she not like summon like a huge like great sword or some like rocket launcher or something? Like why is she like yeah yeah yeah? It's not that kind of movie. I don't dude. think it's that kind of attack either. <laughs> it's a psychological attack. Yeah, but she could have like done so much more. Like I feel like that showdown was really not a showdown at all like it just felt like the movie's sense of escalation of these powers was really weak and poor and like it didn't feel like these powers were getting more interesting it was just like oh yeah, yeah sure okay next thing next thing next i think thing. the fundamental problem is what you touched on about like we actually don't know how powerful rose is rose is and we know that Abra is super powerful so it's like how well, is this gonna come yeah. to a meaningful yeah. conflict i think it was i think the stakes kind of got ruined as soon as we found out that abra is naturally more powerful than rose yeah she's had centuries to hone her skill yeah and it's just like abra is just like oh she's just super powerful for some reason and if all her vampire buddies were still alive maybe they could overpower maybe they could combine their abilities to overtake them but they were all dead and it's like yeah there was nothing left to fight like also so dumb how like oh we got to get rid of these other characters Let's just shoot them. Like there could, <laughs> shoot them all. Yeah, there could have been like there could have been this whole like, like cool traps. thing with like mental traps and stuff, or like they think they're at a place, and then Abra shows up. She takes them out one by one. Yeah. It's like no, you just pretend that pretend yeah. <laughs> pretend that teddy bear is you, and then we'll shoot them. Yeah, yeah, I totally. It's agree. like I feel like the movie deserved a way better kind of uh, resolution to that. Also, Danny's a great problem. shot. Yeah. Yeah, they're so good. Also, yeah, what? So, like, these guys are super old. I'm sure that they've had time to, like, practice shooting guns. They all have guns, but, like, nope, two guys, two versus nine. Which were, like, five round magazines, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Headshot. Boom. I think you kind of touched on it. It was like a Walking Dead episode. (laughs) 
That's bad. That's that's mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't I watched think, it a long time, but all I remember is the headshots. That's all you need to do. To Unreasonable kick amount of headshots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Hello. Oh, it's just the next thing. Um, yeah, I think they didn't really do a good job creatively resolving things. And I think like so the scene when. Abra traps Rose. I think it's a really creative scene. And like, I love that visual of her being in her room that's slightly different so she can hide her details, but she has to swallow her files. And I like this idea of like the human mind is we compartmentalize and we have all these mm. files. That, that comes from uh, Dreamcatcher. See that movie? No. Steve, Stephen King novella made yeah. into a movie. Cool. It's a great one. Yeah. And I think they do really the same good. thing. And then huh. when they go inside of Rose's mind and it's like cathedral, yeah. like how much cooler would it have been if the finale like it ends in that cathedral. Yeah. There's like a big mental that, showdown yeah. in the cathedral. Heck like, yeah, dude. There's so many other things they could have done with that mental showdown instead of like, it's the maze from The Shining and there's a box coming and yeah. she's like, oh no. The maze, like, I was happy to see the maze. Though. The maze is well, great. They but, do it a few too many times. But how like, cool, Every time it cuts to the boxes, it's the maze. How cool would it be though if the movie ended with like that library yeah. being like the new maze? Yeah. You know, like, why do we have to go back to the maze? We've already seen the maze and like flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. So now having got... What is that? I'm not sure. Pause. Pause. Here's something I thought was kind of stupid. Remember when uh, <laughs> Abra's like under duress or whatever? It's actually when the little boy is getting hurt, I believe. And oh, then, she's screaming. And then uh, Danny's room, his drywall gets stamped with red rum. Boom. Yes. Stupid. Wow. That was pure fan service. Yeah, that doesn't really Well, make no, it gets stamped sense. with murder and he sees it in the mirror. And it reminds him but of But it's this. not quite that. It's like... No, it's murder with the backwards R. The exact yeah, there's same a backwards R. Maybe it's because Abra's connected to Dan, and because Dan had the thought of that, then she, I don't know. It I'm, doesn't make any sense, because it, it has to go from Abra brain to Dan brain, back to Abra brain to Dan's wall. You don't understand The Shining. No, clearly <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You're not an expert on The Shining. Yeah. I didn't like that. And then it just stayed there, and like, come on, man, do some painting or something. Okay. How about that old lady? Do you think, like, yeah, so in the, I kind of talked about this a little bit, but... She's able to be beautiful, and that's part of like the seduction of the hotel is that it's able to present a beautiful side of itself that seduces Jack Nicholson. Yeah, like when you walk in the gold room, the lights come on, and you hear yeah, the the, the party. Buzz. Yeah. yeah, why are those ghosts unable to do that anymore? Is it because they're separate from the hotel, or like what? I thought that was like really dumb that the ghosts were just like mindless zombies wanting steam as well. Like I thought it was just super stupid. They totally disarm the intelligence of what those things mean, mm. and it becomes just like mindless monsters that are like oh god that was so comical when they suck bros and then they're there and and like he's kind of realizing uh oh now they're gonna come for me and they're just like standing there i thought it was gonna have it should have had like a cartoon sound effect when they were standing there like it should have had that oh I, the way it, i laughed so hard at that scene when like there's they, they just appear standing like it's supposed to be scary, but it is not scary. Oh, that movie's not scary at all. No. That movie is not scary. I don't I'm not Doctor Sleep. I, I, Doctor Sleep is not scary. And that was the that's the main problem with it. it, it, it is not it's scary. a sequel to a scary movie that is not scary, but they tried to make it scary with the soundtrack. And I've already talked but about why that. Why did no. that happen though? Because like Flanagan's good. Like Hill House no. is scary. No. And he's good at making tension no. and Hill House is scary because they have scenes that just feel normal. In this one, there were no scenes that were just like, we're just chilling. There was always this kind of like undercurrent and like, uh, you know, um, I think evidenced they, by the soundtrack I think, of like just kind of unease and be like, oh, by, by that logic, The Shining that has no real normal scenes. It starts pretty normal. Like when no, but, the but, doctor's but, over and like inspecting Danny and but it like, works with the shining because you're supposed to feel uneasy the entire time. There's mm -hmm. never supposed to be a moment of like, ah, oh, it's everything's fine. 
In The Shining, the whole thing is just like, what the fuck is going on? In, in Haunting of Hill House, it's a TV series. They can't have you just be like, oh, the entire time. So they have these scenes of like, things are things are chilling. The siblings are just talking. And then like we have you know these these high tension, you have low tension and high tension scenes where it's like, oh, now we're supposed to be tense. In this movie, I couldn't tell what I was supposed to be at any given time because it's like, you're supposed to be scared right now. But I'm like, but nothing scary's happening. And yeah. I wonder how much of it was the fact, like what we carry with us when we go to the movies because um, even the scenes where he's walking into a bathroom and, or he's uh, on the tricycle and about to go around the corner. You just know what's going to be in there. You know there's going to be a lady yeah. in the bathtub. You know when he rounds that corner, there's going to be these two creepy girls standing there. <laughs> how many times How many oh, times did yeah. we see the, the say, pulling the thing time, back? There's like, a bathroom in the background. I think that was three times in this movie. Yeah. That end, okay, so the ending when Abra has the haunting in her bedroom bathroom and it's like, it's supposed to be this moment of like, finally, she's got the tools she needs to face the ghost. But it's like, no, she always had those tools. She's the most powerful yeah, one. Like, yeah. there's no, like, did also she grow she never, at all? No, she like, no, she no. started super powerful and ended super powerful. Dan, Dan didn't really grow past minute 45. Uh, the evil people didn't grow at all. Speaking of that, that 15 year old, uh, what's her name? Anna, the, hold on. I got it up here. Snake bite Andy. Snake bite Andy. Snake bite Andy. Emily Allen Lynn. I love that setup. I thought from her being like scouted to her being like initiated, I actually was like, this is cool. I'm like, she's a good person misguided in her attempts to make the world a better place. Yeah. Like we don't really know. Maybe she was abused as a kid. Maybe like something happened, but like the fact that she's using her power to find these predators, mm -hmm. mark them, not kill them, not torture them, just mark them and like have them have to be like come to face with what they've done. I'm like, she's a good person. And I like this idea of like these evil people corrupting her, but then they just abandon that storyline yeah. and she's just pure evil. The rest of the movie. I thought that was really cool. At that, and I, and I recognize that it was necessary in the story. Cause I, at, later on, I'm kind of like, Oh wait, what, why do we care about this character? What? Yeah. Because, but I understand that like, okay, we had to show what happens mm -hmm. when they like turn somebody yep. and how these people got to where they are. But I completely agree. They, it was a wasted opportunity yeah. with a character where we could have seen some, some yeah, more like that's moral the type of character ambiguity that you would expect to, to turn on her compadres at right. some point, and you know, I, and suddenly she's on Danny's side. And yeah. I, I don't hate the idea of a good person being turned evil. Like, I think that's like, you can do that, but they just didn't invest into that storyline. It was as soon as she's been turned, like that's it. And it's like, and then it, it hints at the idea that once you've become a vampire, there is no morality right. anymore. And then it becomes really uninteresting. Like if, all, if all the vampires are just pure evil, what's the interest <clears> in that? They're, they're not particularly powerful. They're mean. They kill a kid, but they're not scary. Like we we know that the good guys have a tool that's more powerful than them. So there's no tension. There's no interest. There's no like moral ambiguity or like questions we're asking of, like what's good, what's evil. It's just pure good and evil, but evil sucks. It's like Andy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like Andy was a character in the book that they just had to include, but then they just totally lopped her off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, which again, neutered her. is so frustrating to me in a movie that's two and a half hours <sighs> long. Like what? what should we what should they have cut what how do they bring this movie to two hours because i think it was a movie that it was two and a half hours and i felt the two and a half hours but it didn't like bore me to death i was it was kind of moving but what is the 30 minutes they should have cut first thing they cut billy's story about the deer <laughs> gone so, yeah gone second thing they cut we'll just make that whole scene shorter yeah third thing they cut the Andy story down. Cut the snake bite Andy story. Cut the first forty-five minutes of uh, freaking um, 
Danny. Uh, as a kid or yeah, as, a as a kid? As a kid. As a kid and a drunk. Both of those could have just been I like flashbacks. The, I like the drunk bit because yeah, we need to see him as a drunk. That's Fla- part of his character. Flashbacks, man. Flashbacks. Flashbacks yeah, okay. are always the solution, still, though. I'm saying oscillate we do some every flashbacks. single episode of but this podcast. He there. can still oscillate between who he wants to be and who he is. Like, he's in recovery. He can still see a drink sometimes and go, uh, and then, boom, we get a flashback to when he's an addict. And then you go, I think you're right. It would have been way more interesting if we started out with him being an AA and kind of having had that whole episode yep. and then like struggling with it still because as it is we see him at his worst and then he gets better and then he's better for the rest of the movie yeah like it would be that. so yeah. cool to have him be better but still struggling yeah and then at the end he gets that resolution i i totally agree that his arc is mandangled and it's terrible but i don't Man-dangled. think dangled is that a word no I, it is now buddy. but i like it <laughs> a but- man being dangled <laughs> It's no. like it's bandangled and manhandled. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but I don't think the solution is to cut where he was because I think that actually adds a lot to the emotion of him arriving as like a, a healthier human. I, like those moments when he's like, oh, he's actually doing better. I was like, yeah, Dan, you, yeah. you get it. You go, Dan. Yeah. And like when he's at the I'll hospice. I'll sponsor you. Yeah, I, I felt it. And like, yeah, like I love Billy. He was great. He's my favorite character. He's uh, not that well developed. What do you think of that? Uh, the whole thing with him taking money from that single mom and then he has that like flashback of it later. Dude, did that try to imply that he like. Yeah, I guess they died. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. I, I think it's saying that she and the baby died or maybe he was just having a dream. I, I think, think it's it could be interpreted guilt. that way, but yeah, yeah it's, I think just, it's, un- it's just guilt. I think it's just guilt about maybe she did die and then the baby would have died too, but I don't think it's clear that he's dead. And I think it does. The movie does a few ambiguous things like is Doc Halloran, is he actually dead or is he like just a forced ghost? Like, a uh, force he's Obi-Wan. Yeah, he yeah. is. Dude, and there's that's so much all, force, force stuff in this. Ghost. It's like yeah. Abra yeah. Like basically senses the disturbance in the force. Yeah. Right. That's how this oh, whole thing man. kicks off. Ugh. And also, that's another thing, though. It's like, okay, wait. Is Abra only that powerful now that she can sense them killing? Or the idea is that... Because like, why hasn't she sensed them killing people before? Mm. I guess the idea is that like now she's more... Or they haven't killed in a while. Yeah, what's the trigger past? Like, as you see the first scene when she's like raises the spoons or whatever. What what's the next scene with her? Oh, uh, the next time we see her, she's slightly older, but still a kid, still younger, mm. and uh, she's just like writing on the wall or whatever with 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 Uncle Dan. And then later, she the next scene I think is she's like the age she's in for the rest of the movie. Mm. So I think it's the force that's guiding <clears throat> Dan to connect with her, and the force is trying to unlock the power in her. The shining. The force. <laughs> well, also Holleran's telling him <laughs> to connect with to her. To connect with her. Abra, <laughs> these are your first steps. <laughs> you well, must be the shining the, Jedi. The vampires walk in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they do convoy in single file, but it's a one oh lane road. Yeah. Yo, the Obi Wan or the Obi Wan uh, TV series they're making is just going to be this movie. The, Man, it was so this, stupid when when they turned Snakebite yeah. Andy. They turn her, and then it's like, okay, so you give her a long life, but like that doesn't mean she's gonna hang out with you losers all day. Like, <laughs> she's a fifteen-year-old girl. Like you guys are just camping mostly with dudes. This one guy wears sunglasses no matter what time it is. Yeah. This other guy's ninety. She's out of there, man. That's she's a like, really yeah. good point. See you later. I'll take my long life and go and live fast. It's like we yeah. kidnapped you, and now you're just like you. <laughs> we're your friends now forever yeah. you can't have anyone else <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a few scenes that are just like silly like okay when they're trying to kidnap the kid why is it the creepy old middle-aged dude who's like hey man you want to ride why doesn't why don't they put the, the 15 year old like cute girl in the front right. being like, wow you're so good at baseball you want to come hang out and get ice cream yeah, yeah, yeah. like why 
Why do they do that? And it doesn't matter because like she opens the door and she's right. like, get in. <laughs> so it's like, it's all undone and maybe nothing matters anyways. It, maybe, maybe they just wanted to make it like a little realistic. They were in a white pedo van and everything. <laughs> like I, I was like, this is, this is really on the nose. Yeah. Like a white van pulling up to a kid. With a creepy pedo dude. This guy doesn't know. Well, okay, so the girl used her powers on him or whatever, but yeah. I like her power thing because it's uh, world expanding because, you know, there's the shining and then there's like, she doesn't have the shining, but she has like hypnosis kind of powers. Fan edit. Fan edit with a different soundtrack. Different movie. Could have been better. You're right. It might be a six or a seven. Yeah, I agree. With a different soundtrack. Someone just fan edits it. I'm fully divorced from The Shining. It's just a dude with like this trauma that's like undefined in his past has to overcome and like has to use it like this relationship with this girl allows him to kind of unlock the good side of himself that he's lost. I think you can do a good arc with that and like you can kind of have the whole movie go around that and he has to sacrifice himself at the end. Mm. Oh my gosh, I forgot when he guys when he is possessed by the Overlook and he's going to kill her and he has like that moment of clarity. Oh, so cheesy. That was so unnecessary. Uh, They could have done uh, quick. uh, Oh, it's going to get me again. You better run. (laughs) Oh no, it's coming back. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with that. It's me, the Overlook. I'm a bad guy. Well, that's a that's a book reference to the first books. It's a little different than the movie in that it's explicit that when Jack Torrance is like get becoming all evil, he's actually becoming possessed by the Overlook, and the Overlook is erasing Jack Torrance and becoming a physical manifestation of. The haunting yeah, of he, the overlook, and that's and he that's why, himself and yes, becomes like he a smashes his own face, and that's why in the movie when it zooms into that picture and like him in the 1920s and he's still there, it's basically like he has he's assumed a, the yeah. role of yep. the manager of the overlook, mm-hmm. or he was absorbed into the kind of collective, or they superimposed him because it's this Photoshop because <laughs> the overlook the overlook is either a spatial nexus for the ghosts or oh, the yeah. ghosts are kind of like part of the overlook they've been absorbed into it see the thing that's weird is like well the overlook is like so many intense things happen there that those they just leave an imprint right on on that space and i think oh, that, it's not the space though there's just ghosts that can go anywhere they want well this is what i'm saying it's a maybe, nexus maybe the imprint kind of <laughs> the imprint kind of like tracks onto danny i don't know i think the cool thing about the shining is that you can have these good discussions and be like oh what is it what does it mean mm. um yeah and then like having it like possess danny at the end is just kind of like oh okay so i guess you can just become an overlook zombie oh, God. all right kill me what, what's the deal with the in the grocery store scene when her hat falls off and then that that grocery store clerk almost touches it and she yes. goes, don't touch my hat they never, never do anything with it. that i thought at the end when she yeah i thought when she, at the end when she dies and the hat is still there i thought they were going to do something yep. with it but no it's just maybe the they, maybe they maybe they had that and they got rid of it and delete in a deleted scene i or can't something. wait we got to cut watch. this down for time guys yeah two minutes <laughs> two hours and 35 minutes is too long yeah it's got to be 230 that's one of those movies when the credits start rolling at, for the first 30 seconds, you're like, is there going to be an end roll thing? And you sit there, and then 30 seconds go by, and you're like, I actually don't care. No, I, <laughs> did I they, left immediately. Did they leave the lights off for you guys? Because yeah. they, they made me the lights off, yeah, for the first part of the credits. And I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? This movie <laughs> deserves no recognition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually just leave movies immediately now if they're not a Marvel movie. So I was reading about the, um, the Wikipedia for the book, and apparently, who is it? Abra and Danny are related. Yeah, he's actually her uncle. Because Wait, Jack what? Torrance has had a, a, a bastard child, and that's her mom. So what, you remember how Abra references her grandma dying? Uh-huh. In the book, Danny actually goes with her and visits her dying grandma 
helps her die and everything and then finds out at that point that's that a weird thing girl. to cut because that yeah. would have been a great way to get them connected and like they're at the funeral Maybe there's that the whatever reason why they connected like yeah. mentally i think that would have been great and like the sadness and like like the sadness around death would have been great for the theme of the movie of like this guy who's like ability is to help people move on and now he's got to find this new young person who's like entering life and like you could have done something really strong thematically and they just this movie's so unable many, he also could have helped her could have helped abra cope with her dad just dying yep oh my gosh yeah that's like i mean they address it a little bit but like also that was just like i was just like oh that's unnecessary yeah like, it's well, like terminator and it's like she needed to have some motivation i guess it's just like terminator in that she was already in people's it, loved ones are dying and they just don't ever take a second to be like yeah uh, that is huge. That's the biggest thing that's but, happened in this movie, really. But, but, but they do but that in Terminator. In Terminator, she needed she almost needed that motivation to be like, yo, this is real. Yeah. You need to do this. You're the you're the important person. And in this one, it's like Abra was already in it. Like she was like, we need to she was the one pushing it forward. She didn't yeah. need her dad to die to give her motivation to like kill them. Yeah. Anyways, so many missed opportunities. And instead we got a stupid cheesy shootout. And a bunch of vampires, a hat based wardrobe that didn't make any sense. <laughs> hat based warfare and looked dumb, dude. How cool! I don't know. It just uh, so many of the cool, like visual moments were just undercut for me because mm-hmm. of Rose's stupid hat. Like, you, it's not cool, it's not cute. Hi there. <laughs> All right, the best scene Let's in the whole movie. This. Best scene in the whole movie. I just gotta say that it's the big Lebowski flying through the sky scene. <laughs> When she's like, Hello. worst. See, like, I feel like that whole scene with her entering the mind is yeah. cool, but that it was undercut by that because I was just like, this is <laughs> this is cheesy. It's just like the Big Lebowski when he's like flying through the pins and yeah, it seems like a student film way to depict yeah. somebody like also, mentally traveling. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like dumb. It's a bad movie. Nobody should watch it. Very corny villains. After right. watching this movie, how would you rate your terror of a sequel existing? <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing it. Oh, they guys, can't. this is a big bomb. If you want to go see the this Shining. movie, just go home and watch Haunting of Hill House yeah. and, and the actual first Shining. Watch those yes. over a weekend. Shining Way three, time. the Haunting of Hill House two. Same thing. <laughs> oh, God. Overlooks on a hill. A really big one. Oh. And it's haunted. The Haunting Thanks for of listening, guys. House. You should uh, not that this even exists. But if you like the show, you should rate it on whatever thing you're using. We're not sure where it's going to be yet. We don't even know what it's called at this point. Leave comments, though. By the time you listen to it, it might have a name. Hey, why don't you comment with a name that we should name it? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Wait, we're not going with the one we went with? The movie? No. Nope. Just don't, don't even say, say anything at this point. <laughs> it's Voldemort. Right. It summons it. All right. See you, you next later. Time. Love right. you.